To Are We There Yet? An Exploration and Education in Anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, D. Hollander Gonzalez. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime movie monster that Del Toro made a feature, le- feature length slash fiction about. Oh. Mm. I was going to say, is it Pinocchio? We <laughs> all know that's a slash fiction. <laughs> listen, Lady Death, I listen. We could talk. I find something. You know what? I was reading a very short romance novella Mm -hmm. about a sea monster. Mm -hmm. A a lake monster, actually, to be more specific. (laughs) And it describes him as, like, that type. Sensual? Hot? Well, specifically the the guy from The Shape of Water. Oh. So. (laughs) It was fun. It's it's called uh, Found by the Lake Monster. <laughs> you kind of know it. what you're getting into with that title. It's also the first page has a lot of content warnings for some monster fuckery <laughs> kind of things. So anyway, oh, hey, boy. we start Where, this yeah. episode. Hey, yeah. Once for once, we're off the rails, but we're talking about books, so it's culture this time. Yeah. Well, normally, it's about bullshit. D's talking no. about books. I'm talking about Del Toro making Hellboy and something awoke within him, and he's like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait <laughs> Hold a minute on. Now. Let me make Abe Sapien again, but with the perfect butt. <laughs> <laughs> I have time to sculpt. <laughs> hey, Doug Jones, get back in that suit. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if it's your kid's birthday. I need you I in that suit. I served Doug Jones at a coffee shop once. Oh. This is too off the rails, but I had to mention it. <laughs> Sorry, it's my pick. I We never saw the chance. And this is so even was, what the show is about. <laughs> Why, what are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> it might be what it's about. We're watching Black Lagoon. <laughs> like the, the thing the creature's from. That yes. place. That old chestnut. Uh, are either... This- yeah. If this was a, an anime adaptation of that book I was talking about, <laughs> that would be thrilling. <laughs> well, do either of you know anything about this? Because I don't, so it might be. Yeah, hey. it still could be. Uh, <laughs> d- nope, no, nothing. Nope. I feel like maybe I've heard the name before, but I could be confusing it with, you know, Black Butler or Black Clover. <laughs> any of those ones. It's one I've definitely heard and seen around a lot. Uh, I mm. looked it up and I was like, I was very surprised to see it's from 2006. Oh. Boy, howdy. <laughs> I didn't think mm. it was that old. Um, but yeah, it's it's a name I've seen around a ton and there's one character I've seen even more so. So I'm mm. just like, I guess it's popular. I know literally nothing about it. Besides, it's, Could this possibly be for the same reason we know about Fishman's butt popularity? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a pretty lady with tattoos and Daisy Dukes and guns, so. Mm. Ah, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny that you said that you didn't think it was that old coming out in 2006, because when I looked it up, I would have thought it came out in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. So, interesting. You you have a better gauge of it than I do. I, do I? 
I mean, I would have thought it was like 2010s. So oh, I, I guess so. I guess early 2000s is a better guess than that. Because, yeah, 2006. I guessed it was from the 1970s, so I was way off. So <laughs> at least you two yeah, are in close. the ballpark. Yeah. I feel like 2006 animes, for some reason, just have a very distinct style. And you just know. Even though they don't all look the same. Mm-hmm. Like things like Oran High School Host Club and Haruhi Suzumiya. It's just like, yeah, that's 2006. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like I, I think it tracks with what I know of the show, which, again, is very little. But also, I think it's just really showing, like, I don't understand time anymore. That's Mm-mm. gone. I've lost that ability. So, Well, I understand it's time for us to take a break. We're, <gasps> we're going st- to we're, we're pause and watch the first three episodes. Let's go. Ready to be a badass, or are you just a piece of shit pussy? Welcome to Black Lagoon. I'm a piece of shit pussy. <laughs> we know where we lie. Let's not. We're doing a podcast. We know which one it is. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my closet right now. <laughs> that's that's not where cool people hang out. I'm cozy. I'm encased in foam. I am so safe and protected. <laughs> Uh, real quick, want to get off the top. Um, Harry Champ, the man destined to be king. That's the voice. That's where the dub is. And I huh? couldn't hear anything besides it. the actor who does Harry Champ from Zoids. Oh, the man I, destined to I be king. I missed that, but I knew I, I I knew I loved him. Yeah. I heard the voice somewhere. I'm like, where is it? It's it's deep in my brain for some goddamn reason. It's Harry <laughs> Champ and Zoids once again. And uh. I, just, I couldn't hear anything else, and it drove me nuts. Huh. Is also uh, Nightcrawler in X-Men Evolution, which is better. Anyway, <laughs> episode one. Uh, start off with the opening, because this show's old. And that's what they did back in the day. <laughs> uh, so we get the opening. Standard, just a lot of cuts of characters being badass and guns and shooty. Uh, opens with a voiceover from the main character. Uh, we get his name. I just wrote down Rock, because that's what he Rock. goes by after the first episode. Mm. And it'll be easier for all of us. Uh so we get a voiceover from him saying he was a kid who graduated from university. Holy shit, the show's not about a high school. Genuinely <laughs> amazed. Score. Um, <laughs> I was like, it, even if it's not good, that's already a you know, one point Starting for it. Starting off on a high note. Yeah. We're eating good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about how he got a corporate job, and he works in Winter City, and it's depressing as hell, and the corporate job is draining his soul. Which, yeah, that tracks. That all adds up. Uh, so it's modern day. Um, and the only thing that keeps him going is the glorious China, uh, South China Sea uh, that is beautiful, and he's hoping to, and then he gets punched in the face. So we're in present day, apparently. And we see uh, our main character is just a young man, business, uh, not suit, business casual, uh, collared shirt, tie, uh, slacks, uh, on a boat being robbed. They're being. Shucks. Uh, <laughs> they're being uh, attacked by pirates and he is uh, being attacked by a man and woman who have guns to them and the woman calls the man Dutch large bald black man with a little um, 
John Lennon. We've seen these before. Who has little glasses? Little, little round glasses. glasses. But they also got the like shape, the like blinders on the side, so it creates a seal around the eyes. Very mm-hmm. anime. Um, so it's they, always that character that has those glasses. Yeah, like that type, the the big leader man. Yeah, mm-hmm. the stone, the Neo glasses, or yeah. not Neo, the Morpheus glasses. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so he. he uh, main character rocks on the ship that's being robbed by them and then uh the pirates jump back to their ship saying they got uh a disc a diskette from rock saying this is what they were after if everyone's good does what they say they can go back on their way and not have any more trouble and when they jump back onto the ship surprise surprise the lady uh revy is her name uh took rock with them as a hostage which was not part of the plan so very Dutch is a, confusing go. questionable <laughs> why <laughs> uh we find out why uh turns out she's pissed off that uh they're only getting 20k for this job saying that's not enough we need more money so i took a hostage so we can sell him back so dutch is like cool who are you selling him back to who is he how valuable is he and how are you gonna get that money and she's like god damn logistics and starts shooting her gun off <laughs> so she's stable i guess that's just what i meant when i said why more of like uh uh, what's the plan here, babe? <laughs> the thing, Don't you make me think, fucker. <laughs> That's that could be verbatim. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the dialogue, especially in the dub, is very 2006. Yeah, very vintage. swear every line. <laughs> you can taste it. Mm, delicious. Very oaky. Ah, we're doing a cartoon. Yes, we're doing a cartoon that can say fuck. Uh, we gotta get him in there. Gotta use him every other line we could. <laughs> gotta get the arsler in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't realize how old the show was until they spoke, and I was like, yeah, that's... that's ah, a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Revy is shooting her gun off, pissed off, and Dutch is able to, like, put her in a headlock and calm her down. Uh, but we get a uh, little snippets of them around the ship. We find out the ship's name is the Black Lagoon. There it is, for those hey. wondering. And uh, we cut back to Winter City, and they reveal that the Black Lagoon group is working for, uh, you know, they're, they're pirates, they're freelancers and such, but they've been working for the Russian Mafia, and they're looking to unseat the Chinese Mafia in this section of, like, the Southeast China Sea, and they're trying to move in on their territory. So when we're back in Winter City, we see a bunch of corporate suits who work for the same company that uh, Rock works for, and they're talking about how they're going to handle this group of pirates that now have their disc of stolen information on it. And they're saying that the pirates don't really know what they stole. It seems like they just took it and, you know, are the middlemen and handing off to someone else. But because they don't know what they took, they don't know how urgent it is. So they have a chance to intercept the pirates and take the disc back before the Russian mafia gets a hold of it. And then uh, that's when we see, uh, we cut back to the Black Lagoon crew and um, we see... Dutch takes uh, Rook to the top of the ship, and they have a little cigarette, and they hang out for a bit, and he's uh, just talking him down, kind of being like, hey, didn't plan on kidnapping you, nothing personal, I, you know, sorry about Revy, she's out of her mind. She's stupid. Yeah, she'd be <laughs> like that, and uh, while he's talking- A real power prototype. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah. for some reason, I like power more. <laughs> <laughs> This one is dumb in a uh, 
not endearing way. Yeah, and also we're not necessarily supposed to like power. Like, it's a goofy, she's terrible thing. This is, I think, you're supposed to like this girl for some reason. Yeah, because she's a badass. Yeah, she's not like other girls. Ruby's got a tragic backstory that we gotta dig into. and She definitely is the selling point of the show. Like, I think she's most featured in the opening. She is the full ending. Like, so Mm -hmm. she is very much like you want to look at Revy. Uh, Power is like, here's a dumb bit character that everyone loves and genuinely no one knows why. Because she does <laughs> suck on paper. She's canonically racist. Denji <laughs> says so. Yeah. She doesn't flush the toilet, but we love that about her. Uh, <laughs> I don't love that she's racist. <laughs> That's bad. Very bad, actually. <laughs> uh, but while they're on top of the ship uh, having a cigarette, uh, Rock is thinking in his head, he's like, oh, this must be what Stockholm Syndrome is, because I feel like Dutch is the only one who can really protect me and has my best interest at heart. It's like, yeah, that's Stockholm Syndrome. He's, you've known him for, like, an hour. Why do I want kiss, to kiss, kiss this man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I get it. He's a handsome man. He's a big man, big, strong man. Uh, back at the office, uh, we see the managers talking about what's happening, and we get uh, one guy in a suit who really just blends in with the others, and I really struggle to remember who this guy was, uh, but his name is Kageyama. And he's the one who's put in charge of the rescue operation for the disc, not for Rock. Uh, Rock, Because uh, all they care about what's up is that information on that disc. And uh, then we cut back to the Black Lagoon crew, and we see them uh, sailing into port at uh, some island, and they offload. And they're like, all right, we're heading, on, you know, heading out to the island. Hey, Rock. And this is when he gives them the nickname Rock. He's like, hey, Rock, you want to come join us? He's like, oh, I'm a hostage? They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So... Hostage in very loose terms. Because, I mean, where is he going to go? It's an island. Do you want to be a hostage on the boat or a hostage where we have food? Come on. <laughs> I'm not like a normal kidnapper. I'm a fun kidnapper. I'm a cool kidnapper. Hey. <laughs> I let you drink, but only around us, so I know you're safe. I'd um, rather you do it in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I'd so, rather you do it in the torpedo boat, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> so they get off the boat and they go around the island and we just see... It's basically just a giant red light district of just bars and brothels and some sort of like casino gambling areas and stuff. You know, a pirate town. And we see Rock asking what this place is, and Dutch explains uh, that this used to be an island uh, manned by the Vietna- Vietnamese soldiers during the war. And uh, after the war's over, they took on some more fugitive soldiers, and it kind of became, became like a derelict uh, deadbeat island full of criminals and fugitives and stuff like that. So it's all kind of just, it's modern day Wild West. There's no law. So, you know, the fun setting. And we see while they're at the bar, uh, Dutch gets up to go make a call and Rock and Benny. Uh, Benny is basically their tech guy who stays in the van. Uh, you Whatever you're thinking he looks like, you nailed it. That's what he looks like. He's, uh, again, unfortunately, like in gun cats or whatever it was my type (laughs) (laughs) he is um he's not a baby girl he's not fucked up enough to be a baby girl but he's got a baby girl aesthetic which is a smarmy tech bro in a hawaiian (laughs) shirt with stubble and a ponytail you know what he looks like you know. Uh, you know. <laughs> you see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? <laughs> you see Peter B. Parker? That's him with ponytail. <laughs> oh, it's much like Spider-Verse. He's just the guy from Neon Genesis, but he's blonde now. He's just the it, blonde version of him. They're all over the place, <laughs> shockingly. 
<laughs> so we see uh, uh, Benny's talking to Rock and saying like, oh, Benny, how'd you get into this situation? Like, you seem stable. And Benny's like, oh, well, back in Florida, I pissed off the mafia and the FBI and uh, Revy came and rescued me. So now I'm here. It's like, oh. He is Florida man. <laughs> he is Florida man. God knows what he did to get into this situation. And Revy starts to steer the conversation away, saying like, ah, beer is just piss. You know, we don't drink that stuff. If you really want to get drunk, you got to drink the hard stuff and pours like a full glass. Like it's like a whiskey glass, but pours it to the brim with some liquor for rock and pours some for herself. And she just slams it. It's like, ah, she's tough. She's like, if you really want to get drunk, you got to drink rum. I was like, what? No. <laughs> As a rum guy in college, no, that's bad. <laughs> and it is not nearly as tough as like as if she drank a full glass of whiskey. It's it the sweetest, goofy. sugariest liquor there is. <laughs> it just really took the, the punch out of her action. I'm like, it no. sounded especially goofy when she was when they were like, bartender, give us every bottle of Bacardi you have. Yeah. I was like, what is this, your bachelorette weekend? <laughs> I was like, oh, you're going to have a headache. You're going to have the worst <laughs> headache. Um, also funny that they have, they say Bacardi in this line, but then in later sequences, they have uh, Henriken, which is a knockoff Heineken. <laughs> so... They got some clearance, I guess, for Picardy. Mm. Uh, so Rock says, uh, Rock slams the drink and says he hates drinking, uh, chugging drinks like a teenager because uh, they made him force force him to drink in college and at work events, uh, and he feels like it's a waste. But he does it anyway, so he's going toe to toe with Revy. And yeah, he's like, "You fool! You dare challenge a Japanese businessman to a drinking contest? <laughs> Did you think me a fool?" <laughs> And uh, so we see them uh, at the bar doing that while we pan over to see Dutch on the phone talking to their handler. And uh, we see it's a blonde woman who's just all scarred up. Um, and she says, uh, handler says uh, her she has her own hostage uh, that tells them what they really stole uh, off that boat and who the guy is that they kidnapped. Um, so she just says the guy she was like interrogating for information. And she lets Dutch in on all this information telling him. You know, they're carrying something pretty valuable and that people are probably going to be coming after them for it. I really liked her voice. I feel like she had one of those voices that you don't very commonly hear in an anime dub. Yeah. And I was into it. We find out she's part of the Russian mafia, which we were kind of hinted at before. Uh, And she kind of slips into a more Russian tone at times, but not always. But it does feel intentional and not like sloppy. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did very much like her. She is also a very dominating woman uh, with a bunch of scars. So she is my type. Um, (laughs) I just think, like, when there are older women in anime, and it's not even really, like, shown that she's older or anything. It's just kind of... (laughs) Older than a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell that whoever is playing her is an older woman and not, Mm -hmm. like, you know, a person in their 20s pretending to be a 40-year-old woman. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. I think it's neat. (laughs) We don't see a lot of her, but I liked her. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, right on cue, she's like, hey, there's people going to be coming after you, Dutch, for that guy and for that disc. And he's like, ah, noted. Grenade uh, just rolls into the bar uh, right as she says that and explodes, taking out a bunch of people, causing smoke screens and chaos, and everyone takes cover because it's a pirate island. You're used to it here. Uh, so they get behind the bar with the bartender because the bar is bulletproof because it happens so much. And Dutch tells Revy, uh, why don't you show them all why you're called Two Hands? Which, as far as nicknames go, that one sucks. <laughs> and also, not her nickname, because it's fucking Revy. <laughs> <laughs> 
What do those two hands do? <laughs> <laughs> you know who else has two hands? Most people. It's not <laughs> niche. Um, but so uh, all the guys that are outside of the bar that are shooting in and through the grenades, uh, after a while they stop, and you hear one of the captains go like, hey, I heard people talking. You know, like, look, look for survivors and finish the job. So we see the gunners go into the bar looking for people. And as they do, Revy jumps out and starts shooting everybody. And it takes cover again and starts shooting more people, doing a bunch of flips and stuff. And we see Rock notices Revy smiling as she kills all these people. Rock's kind of putting together she might not be stable or (laughs) mentally well. Hmm. Uh, Don't know why it took him this long. Why are bad guys in anime so bad at aiming their guns? It's... It's amazing. It's amazing. one woman with two guns versus many men with guns that fire much faster than her two guns. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess they kind of have to, because if if Revy jumped over the bar and got capped immediately, like, well, that's the show. That would have been fun. It would have been subversive. (laughs) (laughs) I do appreciate that in the movie The Other Guys, where The Rock and Sam Jackson jump off a building and immediately die. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> spoiler for the other guys it's like the first 10 minutes um so we see uh dutch says that rock isn't worth saving because uh, clearly his employer sent mercenaries t- after them to kill him so it's like they don't want you we don't want you bye good luck and uh, rock says like no you brought me out here you have to take me with you i'm your responsibility now and dutch says like fine but if you slow us down we're cutting you loose so just gotta keep up and uh, so as Revy's, like, taking out the militia guys, uh, they all run into a uh, getaway car that Benny got, and uh, Revy jumps in, and they get away. And we see the militia guys kind of regroup. They're like, oh, how many we lose? Like, oh, like, 24 injured and, like, 16 dead or something insane. And it's like, it was one lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the captain, some uh, crazy guy with a big scar on his face, and says uh, he's excited because uh, how much they lost proves how capable these people are in a fight and he's excited that they have the energy for it and he's getting all he's getting all hot and bothered to fight like yeah. a real military yeah. pervert <laughs> and uh, so they get back to their ship they set sail um, and uh, Dutch says that they're going to get in touch with Rock's company to try and sort this out and figure out what the hell is actually happening uh, but they're saying uh, so if they don't want him they'll leave Rock in Malaysia and he'll have to survive on his own and, Mo- and Rock is like hey no that sucks I don't that sounds dangerous, and I don't want to be on my own. We got to figure this out. You kidnapped me. It's your fault. So we get uh, they get on a call with Kageyama, the guy who's in charge of recovering the disc, and he talks with Rock on a secure line, and Kageyama's like, all right, I'm going to be real with you. That disc has uh, information about our company who was hired by uh, a trigger-happy country to build and develop nuclear weapons, so we can't let that get out. And he kind of like size and he's like i don't know why we agreed to do it why would you even discuss nukes in this day and age like it's it's ludicrous um but he's like but we got to recover before you know that information leaks out to the public uh and he says he's currently not in a position where he can really do anything to save rock uh rock so his best bet is he's gonna try and get the disc and rock's best bet is he's better off laying low somewhere out in the south china sea and uh starting a new life for himself good luck buddy (laughs) He'll post, what's the word? When you die and get, like, promoted? Posthumously? Oh, yeah. I'm mm. trying to use big words. I shouldn't. I know my place. No, good uh, job. <laughs> I think that was right. You did it. We're proud of you. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> Don't be proud. I'm tricking on my words right now. Um, he, he, they say he's going to essentially 
publicly be dead on the company's record and get promoted to like you know manager or something shitty like <laughs> it's not the military it's not an honor to be promoted after death in a corporate office um and he says he'll get like all the heads of the company to like attend his funeral and basically being like that's the best i can do for you why don't you sit tight and wait for my mercenaries to come and kill your whole group like cool thanks kageyama you fucking suck and the just, the first episode is uh, Rock learning that capitalism is bad and your boss doesn't actually care about you. What a concept. It's what almost a concept. like it's <laughs> always relevant and has never been more relevant the last 200 years of our country. Anyway. Um, it's see- 2006. It'll, it'll be over soon. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> and we see a shot of the mercenaries getting ready. And basically just being like, oh, man, we're loading up this helicopter. It's full of shit to kill these guys. Like, really just hammering home that these mercenaries are really loaded uh, with the weapons. And Rock starts freaking out and just, like, puking off the side of the ship. Because, yeah, he basically just told, like, good luck, buddy. Um, so he's got no hope of being rescued. And Benny says, like, oh, there's something on our tail, boss. And it's going too fast to be a boat. And sure enough, they see in the distance the attack helicopter was sent after him. And uh, we see the militia captain piloting the helicopter again and he's he's excited he sees uh revy get on top with this like, huge sniper rifle start shooting at the helicopter and the captain's looking for a fight which revy's happy enough to give her him what and <laughs> uh we see uh as she's firing back rock starts freaking out and starts putting on a life vest saying he's gonna jump ship and try you know just try to be rescued by somebody and revy has to tackle him down and we see the militia captain getting cocky you know basically playing with his food like a cat and he's shooting up the boat, but not not shooting at their engines, not shooting the torpedoes they have on top of the deck that would easily kill all of them. So he, he's playing around. He's tooling with. And we see Rock gets up. He's pissed at everybody telling him what to do. And Revy hands him an assault rifle and says, here, you know, be of use. Get to work. And he throws the gun off the boat, saying, uh, why has he got to suffer like this? And that's the end of episode one. The ending is a shot of Revy walking on the beach as she... Uh, Drops off her gear and guns and takes off her boots and then holds a gun at the camera. It's weird and I don't get it at all. Spooky, experimental. I do have to correct you one thing. It does end with him throwing the assault rifle to what looks like he's throwing it at the helicopter and then it cuts to credits. And I was like, okay, so already in this first episode, they've already heightened to the level of nuclear weapons if this motherfucker just throws a gun at a helicopter and blows it up i don't know if i'll love it or hate it but that's definitely not uh the expected the reality of the world it's camp yeah it does stop right before like like right after the gun is thrown i i also had that thought of like no they can't do what no Yeah, I've never seen this in a show where they're like, hey, we dare you to keep watching the next episode because we need you to be like, they're no, 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 they're not going to do no. that. What's what's a cliffhanger? But in the uh, like, no, you don't have the audacity sense. <laughs> where did you get off? I'm watching that second episode. How dare you? <laughs> what cliff do you jump off? <laughs> Uh, so, episode two, uh, we see Kageyama back at the offices. 
uh, talking about, oh, well, it's unfortunate Rock is going to die, but oh, he's in the South Chinese Sea. Uh, what a beautiful place to die. Uh, well, I'd, uh, we got to book a trip to go there because I have business to attend to. Um, so we go back to the helicopter fight and Rock throws his gun and they give you just that moment of, is, <gasps> is he throwing it through the windshield? But no, it just goes in the it's water. Just, mm. to, to be fair, he's got a hell of an arm. That gun could have been far. Light. It went far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, he's super upset and Dutch is confused about the helicopter just following them. It's just tailing at like a far distance. Uh, and they see why uh, the helicopter is leading them up a river. Uh, <gasps> uh, so they're like, all right, uh, this river is going to get treacherous. It's going to narrow and eventually end. Uh, so it's just trying to run as a ground. Uh, so let's try to turn back out to sea. But uh, they can't. Uh, the helicopter shoots at them, forcing them to go up the river. Uh, so, uh, as they're going up, they, uh, uh, they see how treacherous it is. There's, there's a capsized ship in here. Oh no! Uh, has he done it before? Ah. Um, uh, the helicopter, uh, eventually just sits at the mouth of the river waiting for them, uh, being like, yeah, I want to take these guys on head on. Ah, I, I need an honorable fight uh, in my helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> my boat versus helicopter duel. Um, so uh, eventually the boat keeps going, looking for a way out. But oh, they hit they hit some beautiful waterfalls. Oh, no, nature foiled us again. <laughs> um, and then uh Dutch realizes that the pilot wants wants to do this face to face head on uh, uh duel and Rock is like, "Hey guys, what if we called the police?" And they're all like, "You fucking idiot!" and slap him. <laughs> um, then we see Kagiyama on a plane. He's just having a pleasant old time. He's he's just uh, uh having a a normal civilized experience to contrast <laughs> um so they're up the river and they're like all right uh well conveniently like in the bar uh this thing shot at a very small boat with two torpedoes and they all just came within like millimeters but they didn't hit them mm -hmm. uh, but we're worried about when it becomes narratively uh relevant and then they do hit them what happens <laughs> then um uh, and Dutch is like, yeah, I, I was always hanging on to them. I thought they would come in use. Uh, and Rock is like, hey, I know it was crazy when you thought I was going to throw a, a gun through a helicopter, right? <laughs> that would be just nutty, right? I have a more real thing we can do. Uh, I need you to ramp that boat so we can, uh, uh, that capsized ship... We need to ramp it so we can jump up and torpedo this helicopter in the air. And they're all like, hmm, that's crazy. I'm going to use an outdated slur about how crazy this idea is. <laughs> uh, but uh, they're like, it's just outdated slurred enough to work. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, 
Uh, they turn around. They're like, yeah, this helicopter guy's a duelist. He he just wants uh, this fight. They keep saying that over and over again. They're like, yeah, this guy, oh, he's sick. He wants to fight us head on. Uh, even though he's been not chasing you at all, he, he could have found more face-to-face ways to kill you. But mm-hmm. um, anyways, so they start charging down the river. Uh, they're all uh, manning their stations. Uh, Revy has their big gun to shoot uh, just to keep it distracted. Rock has a flare gun for any missiles that come their way. And oh boy, they they uh, they sure do the thing. Oh <laughs> they, yeah. Uh, they they uh, j- jump a boat and fire a torpedo and it hits the guy right in the face. Ha <laughs> ha. And then uh, everyone's okay, but Rock passes out because the little guy's all tuckered out. He had a big day. Oh, shucks. Baby's first torpedo fight. (laughs) Oh, these precious memories. Oh, take a picture. (laughs) Uh, Just real Dukes of Hazzard-esque. Just jump in the fucking (laughs) boat and against the helicopter. Uh, Yeah. uh, Again... This is episode two, and they're starting real high. They're jumping the <laughs> uh, shark. I, I didn't yes. want to say it. I did. I was waiting. <laughs> also, after afterwards, Duke says, Aim, quote, amen, hallelujah, and peanut butter. I, what? Praise what? peanut butter. I, I love peanut butter. It's not bad, but like, what is, that's not anything. What is he saying? <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, Dutch? <laughs> Maybe in Japanese he says another kind of food, and in the English dub they uh, were like, "We gotta say something more American." Something. <laughs> what are you What are you having for lunch? Uh, a peanut butter sandwich. Fuck it, it's in. There it is. <laughs> Thanks, cool. Tom. That's an exclamation now. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, they uh, bring the Russian mob lady the disc, and Kagayama is there too for the handoff. Uh, and yeah, they just hand it from like one person to the next. They just like fireman's ladder, uh, just like hand things around. Uh, so, uh, they're, uh, they get the disc to the Russian mob lady. The Russian mob lady gives it to Kageyama and Kageyama's like, all right, kid, come on back with me. And Rock is like, Hey, you told me to die in the Chinese sea. Fuck you. I'm not going back with you. I got a real crew now, right? Oh, shit. I probably should have asked them if I could be part of their crew first before I said no to the ticket back to Japan. Um, so, uh, uh, Kageyama's like, okay, again, I don't care about you. I just wanted the disc. Goodbye. Have <laughs> fun being a criminal. Uh, so, uh, we then cut and we see an oil tanker uh, sailing, and they're like, "Hey, uh, there's there's a small boat blocking our path. What what's the deal?" And we see it's the Black Lagoon. <gasps> ah, ah, they 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 got a job because Rock's part of the crew now officially. Woo. Uh, uh, Rock is 
using a bullhorn to very politely be like, hey, if you could, like, pull over, that would be pretty sick. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we don't want to hurt you guys, so if you could just, like, stop. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, they radio and they're like, hey, we're going to run you over. You're pirates, clearly. Uh, and then Revy's like, okay, let me try it my way, and pulls out an RPG and shoots it, and then says, all right, the next one's going through your fucking head. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, on their ass. So uh, they were, uh, this is their next bounty because they're pirates now. And they contact the team saying they stopped the boat. And Rock is like, ah, wow. Like yesterday I was a businessman and now I'm a pirate. What a world. That's oh. where we end episode two. Trick, I do like watch another his, one- uh... pirate show. Huh? <laughs> one Piece. Uh, I do like his... Um his pirate motif of just being the salary man pirate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Revy says like, why don't you wear that Hawaiian shirt? I got you. I'm like, Oh, that'd be good. And I remember Benny already has that cover. So I'm like, no, the, the office worker pirate, it's more of a thing. It's, it's, it's a better gimmick. I need my brand. I hate to say it, but I am rewatching our flag means death. And this I, yeah. is also, I similar. love to hear it. I don't, I don't know why you hate to say it. <laughs> Well, luckily our flag means death is much, much better than this. Uh, I'm, so. yeah, thank no you for saying so. <laughs> I, I needed that validation today. <laughs> um, so episode three, we're starting out, they're nearing a coast near the city of Rowanapur. And they keep showing this Buddhist statue and they talk about it, but it like doesn't matter. So I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> It's a metaphor because the eyes on the Buddha statue are scraped off, so we can't see the axe. I I don't care. I'm not going to pretend like it matters. <laughs> uh, Rock does say that they leave a noose hanging on a bridge just as a threat and to show how tough they are in this city. Uh, he says it's a city of pleasure, baby. And we see him getting his face shaved by a big dude. And I'm like, hey, if that's how you get your pleasure. <laughs> if you had a good shave, it. It does something for you. <laughs> Full body shave. Mm, erotic. Ooh. <laughs> um, there's a bird that keeps saying, I'll kill you again, just to show how tough the city is, because it's tough. heard it so many times. Um, Rock sees an old person in the street selling some like fruit or something, and he buys some as Rock gets back to their office, hotel room. I don't know. Um, Dutch is leaving and Rock asks Revy where he was going and she says it doesn't matter it's not their business she takes one of the things that he bought and spits it out saying it tastes awful and he laments that he guesses the city is scummy all over it, around this part they say, uh, Rock also says they keep their past to themselves I'm like, except for Benny who told you his past immediately when he first met you at that bar like he immediately <laughs> told us his backstory yeah, but he's from Florida. All right, fair. He would. <laughs> he would do that. Um, Revy says that he has no chance of surviving in the city if he stays this soft. And yeah, he thinks about how he doesn't know anything about either Revy or Dutch. But he does know about Benny. <laughs> we all know about Benny. Yeah. <laughs> um, we see Dutch on the phone. He says to send 120000 to the Flyers Company. A mystery that doesn't come up again in this episode. 
120,000 what? I don't know. He doesn't even say a unit of money. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> um, so a guy drives up in a car and he knows him. His, his name is Mr. Shin. I will refer to him as Car Guy for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he asks Dutch how business is. And the Car Guy asks how long he's going to run around with that crazy Russian girl. All the Russians are taking over the city. Am I right? <laughs> um, and I wasn't sure if he was talking about Revy here or the boss I think, lady. I think it's the boss lady. Okay. And again, not that it really matters. Um, but car guy tells Dutch that he should pull out quickly. And Dutch says that even bad guys have common sense. And he turns out he delivered some stuff to an army for this guy. And it apparently did not go well. So these fellas don't get along. Uh, he walks away from the car and car guy says that he yells after Dutch and says, you won't get a second chance. And Dutch is like right back at you. Um, so... He keeps walking through the city. It seems like everyone there knows who he is. Benny drives past, excited about something he picked up. Um, Dutch tells him to put it on the boat. And when Benny drives away, he's like, ah, my crew can be so simple sometimes. Real quick, it's not important to anything, but when Dutch is walking around, he walks by a building that has an open door, and inside is a guy... Eating a full <laughs> meal by himself, like facing the door, and sees Dutch walking by and starts talking about Dutch. And I was like, it's again, it's the show that just everyone knows Dutch. It mm-hmm. is just an insane looking scene to me. Of <laughs> He's this, like, like surrounded by bodyguards, also. It's an empty room. It's entirely empty except for the table he's eating at, and it's just him eating, and he's facing the door, an open doorway, and just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I might like be see- a mob boss, but I love people watching. Yeah, yeah like, I don't. <laughs> I like to see outside when I'm eating my spaghetti. He's like, there goes Dutch again walking around. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Who are you? I'm still a man of the people. <laughs> How's your daughter? Um, hey, we said racism was bad at the top of the episode, and then we made the mobster Italian by I default. I'm so sorry. Sorry I'm to the Italian community. We love you. Um, So... Back at the office or hotel, whatever it is, um, Rock is snoozing. Revy wakes him up and says that they have a job. They all get in the car and get going. Dutch says that they're working for Donnie Yen, receiving a package from the Vietnamese military. Revy says it's a lame job and makes fun of Rock's office clothes. (laughs) Um, We see the car guy on the phone and says to someone that they fell for the trap. So this job is some kind of setup from this guy. <gasps> so off they go on the boat, the black lagoon. Um, Rock is practicing tying a knot like a good sailor. <laughs> uh, Revy calls him clumsy, uses the R slur again, uh, and says he's not cut out for this. Yeah. You kidnapped him like a day ago. <laughs> Let him get used to it. Jeez. There is a dog barking outside. Dog loves knots. I've never heard <laughs> any dog barking in this apartment complex. That's weird. Um, they know you're recording. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta fuck it up. Just like the fucking ice cream truck. <laughs> um, so, Rock asks her not to be too hard on him, and she 
asks him what he used to do for work, and he talks about his boring office job, and he's like, yeah, I did this stuff, but really what we all had to do was appease the boss. And Revy calls him disgusting for putting up with that, and he says it was whatever, I just did it to make money. Um, And he asks her what she did before this, and she says this is what she's always done, her whole life, even as a kid. It's no joke. Super serious. Yeah. Uh, Benny tells Dutch that there are several boats approaching and he asks Benny to figure out who they are because they're probably not merchant boats. Uh, more More boats are coming. They're speeding up and surrounding them. Revy says they stink too much like blood and smoke to be cops. They're pirates. Yar. I couldn't tell. I can smell them from this boat. Yeah, she can smell them from that far away. It's like, oh, they might be cops. It's like, I don't know, they have a goddamn shark face painted on the front of their boat. I don't think that's <laughs> uniform for a cop. The shark cops. <laughs> I knew it. Ah, shit. The shops. <laughs> are those cops that uh, apprehend sharks or cops that are sharks? Or both? Oh, oh hmm. both. They don't discriminate on their hiring policies. Love it. I don't know. They're cops. They probably... <laughs> Oh, yeah, well. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, So, Rock asks Dutch about the client, and then Dutch gets a call from one of the other pirates, someone named Luok, and Dutch quickly figures out that it was a setup from the car guy. The shooting starts. I can't talk. The shooting starts. Dutch tells Revy to do her thing. And she takes out the boats pretty easily. Um, And I said I'm not going to bother taking notes on the specifics of this. It's just shooting and boat jumping and reporting to Dutch about the shooting and boat jumping. So, uh, Revy shoots the last boat, uh, takes it down. Rock is impressed. But he does wonder what her life was like before to lead her here. Uh, I know you're a badass, but you must also be sad. Oh, you got you. You have a hard outer shell, but you must be so sensitive and soft inside because you're a girl. <laughs> Sometimes you can just be sad. You don't need the badass part. It's true. Look at me. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> the car guy is upset that the guys he sent couldn't do the job, so he's like in a room packing stuff up, and we see some people are walking up to his room, and it's the blonde boss lady. Um, he says, oh, I can explain, but she kicks him in the face, and she says that they know everything they need to, and it's here that she, like, slips into a Russian accent. Uh, back in the office hotel room, their phone rings, and it's her, the blonde Russian lady. Uh, Rock hands the phone to Dutch, uh, she says that she heard they went on a wild goose chase, and that she heard it from the car guy, and that he was blabbing it to everybody, And we see that she left him tied up with a bomb in the room. (gasps) And she detonates it and says that she'll give Dutch a new job soon. Uh, And he hangs up the phone. Dutch asks everybody in the crew if they have any plans and they all say no. And he says, because of everything that happened, we're going to the bar to drink away our sorrows. Yeah. And that's the end of episode three. Time to celebrate by being sad. Yeah. <laughs> I like that she asked Dutch, like, hey, you want to hear something cool? And then blows up the building the guy's in. 
<laughs> and Josh goes, yeah, that is cool. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, man, this dialogue. Great. I think, I think what she says, though, is like, oh, do you want to hear something funny? And then she says something else and then explodes the bomb. So I was like, I don't. Okay. But yeah, that is very funny. Uh, cool. I think in a bow fight, Dutch also says, like, let's do the jitterbug, baby. And then Revy jumps between two boats. It's like, this dialogue is a choice. <laughs> That's for damn sure. It's goofy. Uh, quick uh. observation. Uh, I'm realizing the time kind of coincides with 2006 and around 20, uh, 2007 when I was thinking about it. Uh, Revy looks like Crash Bandicoot. <clears throat> what? <laughs> She's got uh. shorts and the tribal tattoos. And th- 2007 is when Crash <laughs> got the tribal tattoos on his hands. I'm not wrong. Oh my god. Objectively. Oh, no. I'm just bringing this knowledge to everyone's mind. Because it's <laughs> in mine as well. I'm sorry. My, my reaction was wrong. I should say, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> ah, you got me. <laughs> got uh, I mean, that's that's about the highlight of the show for me. <laughs> Is that revelation just The Bandicoot reference. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this uh, this confused me because yeah. they're because like especially episode one where they're like, "Hey, we gotta set the tone. This is a show about badasses for badasses." <laughs> like that sucks. So, um, <laughs> but there are also some just very well directed, well animated sequences that I'm like, "Oh, I didn't expect something." To, because like we are saying, it looks very 2006, which it does. It has that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It it looks like I don't know. I we've uh, t- I feel like we've attempted to describe this. <laughs> you you know what it is, but like it has that like old school like. Yep, this is certainly uh, a death notey, uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there are things that do look good i'm like mm-hmm. okay you got me about 20 percent of the time <laughs> but the rest Bad rate, but. yeah the the rest is uh full of just outdated slurs and uh uh being badasses for the sake of being badasses and it get it, it, it you i don't think anyone needs to see this series <laughs> yeah i think shows that seriously have a city where it's like, yeah, everyone here is in the mafia or is a gangster. Mm-hmm. Everyone here is bad. I'm like, that's stupid, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, it I don't fundamentally know. Fundamentally, doesn't work, but it's just an excuse for them to be like, let's have a gunfight potentially anywhere. Yeah, like uh, like in Adventure Time, they have that thing, the like thieves town, thieves city, but that's a joke. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's making fun of that. Yeah. But to me, saying it out loud, it feels like a weird generalization that feels really icky and bad of like, yeah, there are towns out there that are just filled with criminals. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was not even, <laughs> even if it wasn't goofy and 2006-y, this isn't for me anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah. I would have preferred if it was goofier because yeah, I agree. It takes itself way too serious for like mm-hmm. jumping a boat at a helicopter in the <laughs> second episode yeah. like yeah let's let's not act like we're you know high class like this is <laughs> this is rugged badass like no let's get tongue in cheeky let's get 
dumb yeah. as hell. Like, that could have been, like, the suitcase jetpack in the first episode of Big O. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but instead, they're like, yeah, this is a cool, badass thing we're doing. <laughs> what if Dukes no. of Hazard was serious? It would also be bad. It yeah. would both be bad. All Damn, those Duke, those Dutch brothers are at it again. I uh, really wanted it to freeze frame. Sponsored as the by jumped. Dutch Bros Coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, are we there yet? No. It this honestly, this podcast has just turned into my anime bucket list of like I heard of this show one time. <laughs> What's this about? And we watch it. And go. Yeah, I probably would have loved it at the time, but not now. <laughs> Had to give it a chance. It's got yeah. it. It's the service we're providing you, dear listener, <laughs> so you can listen to about the same length of watching these episodes, but yeah. uh, without all that art to look at. <laughs> this is better, stuff. right? Uh, do, do you want Cowboy Bebop, but with worse dialogue and on boats instead of airsh- uh, spaceships and no dog? Here you go. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> and the no dog is the worst part of it. Exactly. We got Benny instead. It fucking. <laughs> I mean, he's not that bad, but he's not a corgi. No. I bet he's a furry. That redeems it. Mm, uh, <laughs> he is from Florida. Just kidding. Yes. I don't know anything about people from Florida. It's human. Uh, notoriously all furries. Yeah. I mean, what? look at Disney World. Full well. of them. <laughs> Anyways, if there's a show you would like us to watch for you so you don't have to, you can send those recommendations. Uh, I say that... Uh, realizing that means you're about to send us some trash so yep. i'm uh scared uh but you can send those recommendations to our email are there yet at gmail.com or reach out to us on tiktok or instagram or tumblr yes mm-hmm. running through the list updating <laughs> my speech pattern uh i go into a fugue state whenever i do this uh uh, uh are we there yet on all platforms yeah you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at honey period D or on Tumblr at honey D all one word and honey is spelled H U N N I E. Find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. My Twitter, much like the rest of the site, is dying and not good. <laughs> thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I would just like to say, if you're a furry, I love and respect you. Power to the furries. Does that make Benny Dingo dial? What? (laughs) Crash heads will get me. (laughs) 